show us your tips. Preview show for the weekend. Beaver, it is Memsey Stakes Day, the first group one of the Melbourne Spring. How is life treating you? Life's treating me okay, yeah. Action-packed um, race day, particularly at Caulfield. Um, keen to get into to the analysis here and uh, work through the races and see what we can come up for the punters. Um, after a... Uh, not a not a bad uh, midweek, um, particularly down in Melbourne, but uh, very disappointed with the way the tracks are playing. Uh, makes it really hard to do your selections and then turn up and tracks are just so biased. It was just front-running tracks, um, both, both Sydney and Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, well, Kendo... And it just changes the way you got to play. Yeah, Kendo never really swung around, so that was uh, a lot of my stuff out out of <laughs> out of action. But Melbourne, we found a couple. Of, we, we found a couple of both, really, but... And a couple of a price uh, we suggested ran okay as well. But, um, yeah, I'd call it a break-even day. I think it ended up being for me pretty much. So, Yeah, I think I think that's about right. I think the disappointing thing um, is even things like what I what I don't enjoy is when you, you, you watch a race and you're hoping your horse gets up on speed, but he gets buried back on the fence. You know, something like Chief Altony in the last – didn't quite get away. The buried back on the fence. You can you, you, your tickets confetti. Yeah. Um, after after three hundred meters, it's just it's just got to be better than that. That but that was my con- actually that was the concern about Chief Altony. Um, yeah, which you heading into which you it, got but, right on that. You yeah. hit it right on the nail. But yeah, you, you want at least the problem is even though they're, they're not perceived as even though they're not perceived as biased that the swoopers tracks. I think the feeling is at least you get a chance because you can try and get to the middle yes. of the track. Whereas if you're not 100%. in the one or two lanes that are working on those sort of tracks, uh, which um, if you identify early enough, it, you know, don't swim against the tide, as they say, just go with it. But uh, it's hard to do a preview show 48 or 24 hours in advance and, and flag it that way. That's the problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know anyway, what you're saying. But uh, frustrating. And uh, hopefully with a bit of dry... They've had the rain now and a bit of drying weather. Um, I don't know if it's going to get better, though, given I think we're going to be stuck at your Newcastles and Kemblers for a while, quite a while yet. So we'll see how that all plays out uh, in the coming weeks. We'll start off at Caulfield, though, shall we? Um, with the first group one down. Yeah, let's get into it. Where the rail is true, it's uh, it'll get to about a dead... It's soft at the moment, but I think it'll get to a, a dead in the old or a, a good four, you know, sort of track, which I'll tra- I've treated as fair uh, for now. We'll see what happens, but Caulfield's been all right lately, so... I've been a, there's been too many demons there. Uh, I don't. Yes, I, I'm not forecasting too many tomorrow. We kick off with a 2400 meter handicap. Uh, I don't know if there's any um, speed demons in this race, but uh, how do you want to start the day in the staying affair? Yeah, I'm going to go for the favourite Turidin here. I think it's uh, in fine form at the moment. Uh, five five starts this prep, two wins, uh, last three seconds, but it's been you know a little bit unlucky potentially in a couple of those. Uh, but it's in the best form here. It gets in with 54, and I think it's probably going to sit um, closest to the pace out of all the chances here. And I think the other ones, Ed of the Throne, Bedford, Muhammad Ayers, they all get back. So I just don't think there's potentially enough pace for them, and Turidin probably gets to the front at the 200 and holds on. Yeah, same same for me. Uh, it's had the it, the only thing it doesn't tick is the 2400 meter lead up. But it's slightly raced. It's been up a while. It should be fit enough, and and I don't think it's going to be a genuine staying affair. Uh, so yeah, no, right. I think it's going to roll along with control and be very hard to get past. Uh, Muhammad Ace, 
on its day as lead and might put pressure on. But I think the main danger is out of the throne. Like you said, it's been strong through the line last couple. And uh, I think it'll be the same here. And, and if there is a last man standing situation, might be the one. But yeah, they're, they're, I'm with the market as well. They're the obvious two. And uh, we'll move along in a less than inspiring start to the day where I think the key to Caulfield, I think, is how well we identify which favourites they're back. Because I think a few of them are going to be winning. It's just which way we play them. Seems to be the theme I found throughout the form here. The second is a benchmark 78 over the 1100 metres, where uh, I've actually got a couple at odds that I'm sort of keen to look at. Our destination of the Sydney win, heading down as around $8 mark, Damien Oliver going on for the James Cummings stable, uh, I think can run well. And not. I don't think the form, the Melbourne form is that strong, so I was looking towards that, and he's a bolter who's come over from... Adelaide um, would have been Jamie Carr. So the breaking news tonight is that Jamie Carr and Ben Miller are out of the meeting. Uh, they've been stood down for a COVID breach, so I don't have any jockey changes. So we're flying a little bit blind there. Beaver, unless you've heard anything else, uh, I only just found out. No, I didn't even hear that, mate. So, so yeah, they've, they've yeah, no, I, did, I wasn't aware of that. They're, so they're out of action for two weeks. So, uh, yeah, very concerning given. Um, some of the selections we've got ahead of us, so we'll see where who gets the pickups there. Uh, and I would be interested, is on Florage coming down here? I want to talk about it, but I think it's staying in Sydney. I'll just double-check things. Uh, it's still in here. It's still 15 bucks. It's, uh, it sat outside lead first up off the long spell and and just popped, and you could see its fitness will and truly give out at Kemble a couple of weeks back. I think it's a chance wherever it ends up, but um, it's also in one of the races later in the day at Kemble. I think it'll run uh, double figures will run better than uh, better than that. What are you doing here? Yeah, look, uh, probably one of the most open affairs on the day. There's probably any other uh, top seven in the market. Uh, look, genuine hopes here, and all the sort of around that uh, ten dollar mark or under. I, I'm going to stick with dirty thoughts. Um, I tipped it last start. I thought it was a really good third. It didn't have much luck in running. Had to do all the chasing on the outside and still stuck on quite well after being used up early. I think from gate three here, it gets a better run. And I think it probably posses up um, just behind the speed here, uh, which will probably be, I don't know, deep speed will probably lead, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so I think it can posse up just behind them here. I think it's it's a real real threat in this race. I'm keen to see how the gouch returns. I think this horse has a bit of ability and won very nicely in its only start last preparation and was put out, which was interesting. Um, this is probably its toughest assignment to date, so I'll be I'll be sort of careful around that. And I think if the pace is on and they can finish on from back in the field early on. Uh, Zorro's dream was outstanding last start down the straight. Um, has been good all this preparation, freshened up here. Um, could be the knockout chance. So probably dirty thoughts um, in front of Zorro's dream with a with a watch on the gouch. Excellent. Uh, the third on the day is a 1,400-metre benchmark 90 for the mares, so four-year-olds and up. Uh, you've you've been with Tirath, I think, the last couple of times it's been around when we've done the show. You're sticking solid? Yeah, I'm sticking solid here. It's just been outstanding. It's um, it'll sit up in the sit up in the top uh, three or four in this, probably just off the pace and uh, be too good. So, bit, you know, some again, some good chances in this. Anna Vista returns and showed some really good uh, ability last preparation. Um, 
good and proper was the same resuming here but two races just probably got the fitness edge here and it's probably the hardest to beat yeah and it's sort of that weird benchmark 90 mayor's grade where a few of these aren't probably will never win a race again so they're just going around uh so the lightly race two rest um is easy to find obviously another step in grade but has been doing it pretty well and, and Ana Vista yeah. will be the one to come back so yeah i don't have much more to add I, i'm in agreement there uh, the fourth. They went really, they went really fast early last start, and mm. it was entitled not to, not to, to win, but it just, it brained it. And uh, and out of that race, too, Aiden's field was probably only beaten by the draw yesterday. It was enormous running yeah. against the against the bias, out wide. The bias as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, a big run. So potentially a horse to follow. I assume it'll turn up again in a couple of weeks at Hillside Aiden's field. So uh, we might get some money out of that down the road. Um, the Group 3 uh, McNeil Stakes over the 1,200 metres for the three-year-olds. We see the boys back for this, including the Blue Diamond Arena, Artorias. I wasn't overly impressed with Artorias's trial. It looked like a, I don't, it was sort of slugged around, and um, it's a big horse. I, I just have a feeling it, it may even be looking for further already. Uh, it's just a gut feel more than anything, and... Uh, so I was leaning to General Bow, who was who was pretty good outside lead first up, and just only nabbed by ingratiating, and that's that's obviously a grade form. Um, just being on pace and giving it too much of a start, uh, wouldn't be surprised if it comes out and blows blows this field away, Artorias. But I'd, I'd, I'm just leaning the other way with the fitness edge there. What are you doing here? Uh, look, I'm going to go Artorias. Uh, I think it's an outstanding horse. We know it, it handles Caulfield. Uh, has a burning finish. I can see it almost unfolding, very similar to the uh, uh, ingratiating race, this one. And uh, based on that, uh, I'm going to go for Artorias. Uh, obviously, General Bo uh, will get to the front and be hard to beat, but uh, sort of hoping it sort of pans out exactly the same way and ingratiating and Artorias are similar quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Heresy would have been nice if it got home at 20s last start, but... Um... I think it's now too short. I think it'll run well, but uh, it's just a bit well found off the big SP and running well there. Um, another one of the favourites on a day of the eleven hundred dollar eleven hundred eleven hundred meter heat. It's been a long day, Beaver. Is Mask Crusader returning uh, in a hot race here, uh, or off the hot Group One racing? I should say. Uh, are you keen to jump in at this price, just under evens? Yeah, the the dollar eighty. I'm not so sure at the moment. I think. We obviously know that it's packed full of um, class, Mask Crusader, and probably last preparation um, demonstrated that it was, you know, if it comes back as good as that, if not better, um, could go into really big, better things. you probably got to have it on top, um, but I'm also very um, very keen on uh, Space Boy as well, okay. around the $11. I think Space Boy can... Not only just got nabbed last start, the 1100 suits at Caulfield. Um, probably takes up the running here from gate three. It'll pack plenty in the straight and uh, around the 1100. That's probably as far as it wants to go. But if there's, if Mars Crusader gets caught up from gate 10 and has to do a lot of work, Space Boy might just nip away. Yeah, well, clearly best horse, Mars Crusader. The thing is, gate 10, you know where it's going to be. Uh, Hawks will want it taken right back to the end. Want to come down the outside, and they'll probably complain about the barrier if they run second. So, um, happy to. Uh, 
I think if you can get black figures, I'll probably back it anyway because that some of those group run wins would would obviously bolt in here. But um, with the pace being on in Space Boy, that probably gives Oxy Road a decent tag, uh, who run I think better than first up. I think wasn't in the great the best part of the track and and uh, just uh, got nabbed by Miss Albania late there. Uh, and Crosshaven to run well as well. I think is a, a reasonable horse. So I'd probably want black figures to bet uh, or, or better than two dollars. Uh, and an eye on how the track's playing, but best horse, and um, probably will. I can see. I can see how it's going to play out. It's either going to come down the outside, a bit like ingratiating win by two, or it's going to run second, and everyone's going to talk about how unlucky it was. So there's your two options for Mars Crusader. Um, speaking of good horses, though, race number six is the twelve hundred meter Cochrane, a Group Three for the mares, and there is a pretty good one at the top of this market. Uh, our girl's back, Probabile, returns here. Uh, has had a setback, otherwise I think it would be in the Memsey, so I believe it had a little bit of a, a setback in the prep, but it is a genuine Group 1 horse in uh, not a genuine Group 1 field. I think this is where I'm happy to take the price, and uh, I think I'll be pretty comfortable. I only got beaten by wet tracks last prep, uh, and this time it will tail up a field that only has one probably instant celebrity that's only challenging because I don't think La Mexicana is with us anymore. So, yeah, happy to no, back the bill here. Um, what do you do? Say no more. I'm with you. Uh, looks looks a pretty good thing, if you ask me, uh, in this in this field. And, uh, yeah, it shouldn't get, shouldn't get tucked away on the fence. Uh, gate nine. Um, yeah, can't get... Just something I'd have to go wrong for it to get beat here. Yeah, this, I think this is a much more comfortable backing this horse here than Mars Crusader, the, one, the race before. Say that. Yep. Uh, we get to the seventh, which is the Heatherly over the 1700 metres. How's this for a race, Beaver? Do you want to back anything? Oh, geez, it's, it's difficult. Um, I don't go into this with any confidence. Um, anything can win this. Uh, it's a it's a super open field. I I think Ziegfeld at seven dollars is just I don't know why it's second favourite. I thought it was super disappointing last start. I think it did it's got run gate seventeen here. I didn't think it ran two thousand meters. I think it was going backwards at about the mile. So I think seventeen is better. Uh, but whether there's it can get across and get a it'll want to be rolling along straight behind no effort to be a chance. I think it's a chance. But um, that might be the case, but it had such a soft run yeah, in that race I, I against a pretty ordinary field. Like even if it didn't run the two thousand at the at the three hundred, two hundred, you would have thought it would have kicked in front, but it yeah. it, it was gone at the three hundred. Yeah. Or no, four hundred. Fair enough, yeah. Um I just I, I was disappointed that having said that it might come out and win, but from gate seventeen, um you'd be wanting double figure odds here. Uh, really keen to see how Charlie Rose returns. Mm. Uh, it's a horse with a bit of ability and never runs a bad race. I kind of, if I had to put a horse on top, I'm, I'd put on, I'd put Delph, Delphi on top from the Freeman stable. So the Irish, um, oh. the Irish horse. Yeah, um, it, it, that was the worst race of all time. That mile race where it, we both tipped it, <laughs> and it, they were almost going backwards as well at Queensland. That day, yeah, but so, now second up um, Australian prep. So, 
yeah, second up Australian prep. I'm willing to put a lot pen through the, the Eagle Farm race. And um, in an open race like this, Friedman has a way of getting these horses to pop up. And uh, I'll, I'll bank on its Irish form being good enough to win race like this. And obviously, um, they've probably got bigger things in store. The uh, I end up having... I have no confidence here, but I can probably have something Miami bound. I think it's a, a class horse compared to most of this field. Uh, and at 20s, I can have something on no effort just because it might get a soft lead in a in a field full yeah. of no chases. These might well be trialling for staying races, so it might just win the win the jackpot and be in front at the 1,700-metre mark. But uh, other than I that, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it too many others that until we see them all. The Group 1 Memsey is the 8th and a day over the 1,400 metres weight for age. Uh, won by Behemoth last year uh, in the past. Sunlines run it twice. Maccabi Diva, Blackheart Bart, Atlantic Jewel. So you think some decent horses. Uh, and not a bad little field. Um, what are you doing in the Group 1? Yeah, look, um, I do like Behemoth. Uh, just love the way it hit the line. It was a bit green. Ended up getting up on... Protest kind of wanted to duck him behind, but the other thing came out as well. But geez, when he when he strained it up, geez, it looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, the extra two hundred meters here suits. Again, I expect this to get a really good trail in this race, and around the four dollars twenty ish mark at the moment. If you're getting over four to five dollars on race day, then uh, I'd be happy to back a horse of behemoth quality in this field. You've got Tafane. Uh, freshened up, it, it's flying, uh, an obvious genuine chance. Not so sure about Inspirational Girl just first up. I think it's probably being set for longer. Aigen, um, its last two runs were really disappointing, and Bo Rossa, well, Bohemoth uh, got it on protest last start, but over the 1,400, I just think it'll be too good. And then some of the others are just done up to this class. Bohemoth's the... Um... The hot 1,400-metre horse, what it does, it's 1,400 is best distance. What it did like this this race last year and then the follow-up last spring uh, was very impressive. I don't know who's going to ride it now. Uh, we'll wait and see. It's the only question mark. So, yeah, easy to like here. I think oh, That was very much a barrier trial, that first up win. A bit green. Only had the uh, young girl, oh, Kayla Crowther, on. The stronger jockey. I assume it's going to be a stronger jockey tomorrow. As I said, the only question mark now. And just looking through the list, I'm not sure who doesn't have a ride just yet. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the other horse I went looking for, though, uh, Colette, is interesting. It's popped up here. One first up over 400 metres and uh, has in these sort of big um, 400 metre affairs, an outside gate might not be the worst thing and has the absolute A-grade form through very elegant uh, encolding and, and that Sydney stuff and... At the price, I was happy. It was twelve dollars earlier today. It's about eleven dollars now. Happy to to have a, a bet on that as well. Interested, Tafane. I'm a little bit concerned. It might be buried back too far, and and uh, from that gate would need a little bit more luck. But was flying in Queensland, and uh, is the other obvious one when we talk quarties, I suppose. But uh, Colette, Colette from Behemoth. I think they're the, the way I'm going to play the race here, and um, pretty keen actually. The second last is the 400 metres as well, uh, where we see the return of what's being spruiked as the new best horse in Australia this year. Uh, so, who, well, the best four-year-old anyway, uh, I think it wins this and probably does it 
it, it can be a bit dumb and, and get a bit lost at times. I think up in Queensland it looked a bit sluggish when it just scraped home that first up, so we want to see it. Um, but it's had now, the I assume, a spell in Queensland come back and only going to be ready to go here and uh, should beat up this lot if it's going to be heading towards a Golden Eagle and the like. Uh, is that how you're looking at this? Yeah, look, at, at the price, I'm not... I'm not so sure. I mean, as you highlighted, it had big wraps on it going to Brisbane, and I just didn't think it was outstanding in Brisbane. It fell, as you said, it fell in the first. No, it's um, yeah, it fell in the first time up there, yeah, didn't it? Lost, and then it went. I think it ran better time than the Stradbroke on Stradbroke Day. That other one. Yeah, yeah. but then it got beaten by um, Apache Chase, and then, well. It won't be two, two and a bit lengths, but only beat Ellsberg, who um, is no superstar. Um, so, look, at the price at $2.20, I'm just not so sure at the moment. I'd probably, and drawing it in gate 12, I'll probably um, just look for something else outside that um, on the day. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I thought King Magnus um, is a huge chance um, at the each way, $12.00. Um, you know, you can get 340 a place there. I can just see Kig Magnus sitting behind the speed here. Groundswell and Frosty Rocks will go forward. Um, Imperial Lad will go forward. So there'll be a bit of pace on which will will help these. And I think I can see um, King Magnus just sitting back, um, smoking the pipe. And it, it has a really um, good finish. It gets a three kilo claim, Alana Kelly, 51 and a half. It's got nothing on its back. Um, you know, Groundswell and Frosty Rocks are giving it seven kilos. I think that's a really good pull in, pull in the weights. And I just, yeah, I'm happy to have a knockout chance here. Yeah, gate one was the, the my main concern by the end of the day. I'd like, especially if the Alana Kelly, who's riding fine, but uh, we'll need a bit of luck is my concern. And, but yeah, uh, I like what you said. If it had a drawn gate eight, I would definitely have mentioned it for a saver there. And it definitely goes in the quaddy. Uh, speaking of which, would you like to have the honours of the Caulfield Quaddy this evening? Thank you, Matt. Um, happy to do that for you. Uh, let's see. In the first leg, I'm just going to go number one and two mm-hmm. and stick pretty straight out there. Um, in the second leg, I'm going to go a little bit wider here in what's a tricky uh, race. I'm going to go number two, four, five. Nine, twelve, and fourteen. Okay, uh, as I said, uh, uh, if you're going to throw in at twenties, no effort might be the one there, punters. But happy to stick with Beaver. Yep. In the third leg, I'm going to go number two mm-hmm. and number ten. Two out. Okay. Just going to go two out there. Uh, I think one of those two will be winning. And then when we get to the last, I'm going to go numbers three, ten, eleven, and twelve. Cool. If you want one at hundred as a throw in, your Quaddy Outrageous might be the one, but it's now for long run. Yeah. Doing not a lot. Uh, your best and value for pro group racing at Caulfield on Memsey Stakes Day. My best is comes up in uh, race six, number one, Probabil. 
And my value bet of the day comes up in the last race nine, number 12, King Magnus. Very good. Uh, I'm with you with Probabil. Uh, I'm also saying, I'm saying Ayrton will run very, very well in that uh, last race. And my value will be Colette in the Memsey at the double figures. So uh, we have to mention progroupracing.com.au. Check them out for their free tips, extensive guides, and plenty of news as we head into spring. Hopefully I have some news tomorrow about who's going to ride half these horses, which should be good. Uh, and we'll head to Kembla, where it is Rose Hill at Kembla tomorrow. Some of the uh, spring lead-ups taking place here, 10 races. Rail's in the four heavy. I think it gets to soft by race day. Uh, it's going to be down the outside like Kembla always is. And that's how I've treated it. So let's see how that pans out. Uh, you got anything? We do kick off with the highway. You got anything here? Nothing from me, mate. So happy to have a look and see how the track plays in the first. Uh, the midway is race two, 1,300-metre benchmark 72, where I'm saying uh, we talked, I think we talked about it with Trent last week, actually, how we'll start seeing some young horses hit the highway, the midways on the way through and get a bit of prize money. I think it'll happen here for Royal Zell. Uh, it's, been down, it's been impressive. Its last couple went down to Melbourne, won impressively. Comes here, draws well enough. J-Mac, I think J-Mac's booked. Yep, so enough intent there where this should be ready to go and this will be a nice win on the way to something a bit better, I think. Happy to back Royal Zell. And if I was going to have a saver, it would be Bowery Breeze. Uh, what, do you, what do you think here? Yeah, I think you're right there. I think Royal Zell looks hardest to beat here. Uh, can make it three straight here in this race. Uh, I made the main danger, Exceltic. Mm-hmm. Just yep. thought um, first up was good. Um like the way it finished off last start and uh, could be running on. Race number three is a 1,500-metre benchmark 78 for the girls. What do you reckon about this open open contest? Oh, this is a tough race. Um, hard, to, hard to get excited about anything here. If I was having a bet, um, I'd go for something like Pensata, around the $7, $58 mark. Um Third up uh, should be at its peak fitness now. Fifteen hundred suits uh, could be the could be the one to back if you're going to have a bet. Yeah, I uh, no confidence at all. I've sort of put Steel Diamond on top by default, but uh, Nash couldn't even lift over the line last time. I really wish he did because I'd had a good crack at it. I did have to did sit wide, but it was probably the place to be. Uh, given I've sort of made come to that conclusion, I'm not overly confident in the rest of the race. Magella's going all right, but, um, you know, I think it's a bit stronger than what it's been competing in. And um, King, yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to just move on from this race and not say much more, actually, because I, I confused myself. Uh, the fourth is a 2,000-metre benchmark 78. Well, it's hard to miss here the, over... The Australian debut of Mankayan, who flew home down south, uh, looked pretty impressive from the back. Bowman's gone on here. I think this might be a half-reasonable horse heading somewhere. I don't know where it's heading. Uh, maybe a, um, what's a 2,400-metre group one I've just forgotten in Sydney. Uh, the Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Something like that. Uh, might be on the way to a Metrop. Um, so on top for me, but... I uh, also think so, a couple here that I can entertain. Silent Gender has the right gate for Kembla. Uh, was very soft last time. Does lose Nash, but hopefully get some clear air. And I thought um, 
Jamar was pretty good last time riding a pace and he's Gwendamark Hall at Kembla, which is never a bad thing. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I think uh, Man Canyon is a, is a real up-and-comer. I think it's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this horse uh, gets a start or is looking for the, for the Melbourne Cup, to be honest. Yep. Um, Metrop gets your start into that. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to beat here. Uh, honest, honest as they come by the looks of it. And this isn't an overly difficult field there. No. You know, no world beaters. Cool. Uh, the Speaking of no world beaters, I, I think it might be the case here as well. The Group 3 Ming Dynasty. Uh, what do you do with these three-year-olds? The conclusion I came to was I don't think the lead-up's any good, but then I also don't know who's going to who's going to beat any gather lead-up. So I, I struggled a little bit with this race. Did you have any, any better clarity? No, it was a pretty tricky affair. I do think that probably the top four in the market uh, hold the key. Um, that's not shedding a whole lot of light on on the affair. I did I did come up with um, Anakua. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Anakua. Anakua, um, that's close enough. Anakua uh, won well. First up was well uh, found in the market at Kembla Grange over the fourteen hundred. Um, was a, was quite a nice win. Uh, had some good form last preparation. Uh, in in some in some of the top quality races, um, it's trialled well enough. Uh, had a couple of trials before um, Kimberley Grange, and then freshened up with a nice trial um, more recently uh, earlier this week at Hawkesbury. Uh, so I reckon it looks prime for another uh, good tilt, and think it's suited by the fourteen hundred drawn well. Uh, yeah, it's about the five dollar mark. Cool. Um, as I said, I. I have no reason to, to suggest anything else. Uh, uh, we'll get to the San Domenico, which is race number six, the 1,100-metre three-year-olds here, where we see the return of the Golden Slip winner stay inside. Uh, is that the way you're leaning? Yeah, it's a tricky, 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 tricky affair. I, I do think um, Remark was an outstanding run first yep. up. Uh, I it's just a think... tragedy beaten up. It was a tragedy beaten. I don't understand why Paulie is um, two dollars eighty and remarks four dollars sixty. Um, just don't. I think those other. I think they should be flipped. Um, to be totally honest, so I think the look stay inside's obviously a quality horse, and it'll be interesting to see how it comes back at the four dollars sixty. I'm just finding it really hard to to not back remark. Um, I think it's a. I think it's packed with potential. I think it's going to be a really, really good horse. Um, and we, you never know with uh, Golden Slipper winners how they return. Um, they've always had a tendency not to do much after the Golden yeah. Slipper in some yeah. cases. So, um, and some of these other ones improve a lot. So at the price, four sixty, I'm I'm slightly leaning towards Remark in front of Stan side, but I only I think they're the only two that can win. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I was I, I, I was still giving Paul Hill a chance, but I think yeah, as you said, the market's right. Um Saint Side's trials have been good and it chugged along and did chase Eduardo in a trial and, and was fine. Um obviously that's a different different kettle of fish having to chase Eduardo in a trial to what it'd been. So I don't think you can necessarily mark it down, but it it, it won the other trial, looked fine. Um Paul Hill still did win that race. 
Um, so we're only speculating Remark should have won, but I thought it was trucking in and, um, yeah, Tommy could have got off the fence a little earlier and maybe put it in, but it is what it is, I suppose. So, yeah, they're the three. They'll be the three that go into my late quaddy or early quaddy. Uh, and I'll probably just watch and see what happens with the rest of the parade in the market beforehand. Uh, the 2000 metre Premier's Cup kicks off the actual quaddy, uh, where, well, what are you doing here with these stayers? Oh, look, I think I think you've got to go for the the favourite, Harder Passants. Um, resuming here, I think it's I think it's the best uh, stayer in the race. Uh, Two thousand metres uh, first up, um, you know Harpo Marks and Spirit Ridge. They've got a bit of ability, um, but I don't think they're they're going to be potential Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup chances. Uh, Harder Passants, I think that's that's the that's where they'd be heading for a horse of its ability. The others are a good, uh, solid sort of those winter coming out of winter horses. Dashing Willoughby just hasn't shown enough yet uh, for me um, in Australia to to be at that price. Um, but you know, Walla has a, a a way of getting the best out of these horses. But harder percents for me. Um, maybe a horse like No Compromises. Uh, uh, very honest, uh, it could run a good race, but uh, that's the way I'm going. Uh, I just, Dashing Willoughby, yeah, did nothing in the in the two big cups, but the two trials were fantastic. It rode along on the pace and showed some pace in both of them, and I actually put it on top. I think the booking of J-Max interesting. Uh, I think that's a little bit of intent here to see what it's got in Australia uh, and whether Waller keeps it around, but um, I actually think it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable chance in this race from um, uh, exactly what you said about Harder Passants, you've summed that up well. And the two Waller line chasers, Mooberoos and No Compromise, they just, uh, they're honest and they'll chase, you, you know, they'll chase, um, if nothing else wants to win, they're the two that are going to put their head out and try. So I think we've probably covered the four main chances, but uh, the prices around those other two probably interest me a little bit more. You get around $10 for Mooberoos and No Compromise. I could, I could sort of back both of them each way uh, pretty comfortably. Uh, race number seven, benchmark 88, another sprint on the program. This time over the 1,200 metres where uh, I race thought... Race eight, you mean? Oh, race eight, sorry, it is two. Uh, where I thought King of Sparta was sensational two weeks back. Um, chimed in, ran away, did it easily, and I think this is um, not really a stronger race. This is borderline midweek, and uh, it brained him. I think it just does the same thing here. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right there. Turn of foot was outstanding last start. Um, it was very, very good and uh, very impressive. Uh, obviously uh, in good form at the moment. And gate four looks to get a really good run here in transit. Uh, can't see why it won't win. Yep, great. Um, won't spend any longer. I'm yeah, pretty keen, actually. Uh, the second last is 1,000 metres, benchmark 78. What have you done here? Yeah, um, look, uh, tricky affair here. I've gone, I've gone for magic shot. Um, slightly concerned about the the Majestic gate shot. in in Fordham. Majestic shot. Um, slightly concerned about the the gate, uh, but if it can overcome that, uh, again, going very well. Like like the way it won last start. Um, 
was pretty dominant in a fairly similar grade race. It's recently trialled well um, at Musselbrook, uh, given a comfortable time. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the horse to beat here. Um, two starts back, uh, ran second behind Ballistic Lover. So that's a really good form line for a race like this. Uh, just hope it can uh, get, get in from that gate and get enough luck in running to finish off. I think by this time there'll be no problem with those those wider gates uh, at Kembla. But, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, I thought Glen Eagle's trial had a fantastic trial again, like it did last prep before it won pretty impressively, albeit at Hawkesbury. But I th- and then it did go to Queensland in the last prep, but uh, that was when the, I think it was the day the track was no good um, at Eagle Farm. But so I didn't worry too much about that. I think it can run well here. You mentioned Majestic Shot, and I think Andermatt tried well enough where it's going to be in this race as well. Uh, and I talked about already on Florage uh, at double figures, I think will run a lot better than it did first up. But uh, yeah, Glen Eagles at the two, I guess, new season four-year-olds for me here. Uh, how are we wrapping up the day? Race 10, I, I didn't have a great deal of in the 1,500-metre benchmark 78. I thought the market was in the right order, but my concern is by this time of the day, all of that market's drawn right to the inside. And I've got a feeling you might want to be out by this time of the day. So I didn't really know then which way to, to stamp it. It might mean, you know, end of the day I play something like Hot, Hot Spring Gold, who, uh, albeit only in a, a week 72, but was pretty impressive swoopy and might get a similar setup here. Uh, we talked about too much to bear. It comes now to a Saturday and is probably a chance, but, you know, Gate 1 might be leader or leader's back. King's Air drawn inside as well. Yeah, you drawn inside. Um, was just, I wasn't just sure how this would pan out. Did you have any better clarity on all this as well yeah look uh, a tricky affair look I wasn't I thought Yui was although I ran second last start was slightly disappointed at the really short odds but um, it was that given windy day too. Sort of a, yeah. it was that windy day so I'm willing to probably cut some slack there um, I think given the way that the track might be playing this time of the day Gate five means it probably does sit off the fence mm. and probably able to get in the running line and probably just sit in midfield. Um, there's probably going to be a little bit of pace on up top, uh, too much to bear. or will probably go forward from the inside. It's not going to want to get very back, so it might sort of sit up on the pace and try and push off um, and just come down, you know, sort of get a few off the fence. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've kind of just led for Yee Yee on the basis that it might just get the, the right trail into the race here and can finish it off. No, fair the enough. Best. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'll guess I'll run through and uh, see what we can do for a quaddy. Uh, the Premier's Cup race seven, I'll go two, one Spirit Ridge, two Dashing Willoughby, nine Mooberries, ten No Compromise, thirteen Harder Puissants. Second leg, three Madam Legend, eight King of Sparta. What do I do with Tycoonist? Yeah, you know, leave it out. Had enough. Nah. Cool. Leave it out. The second last will go four Majestic Shot, six Andermatt, 14 Glen Eagles, nine Enflourage, and we'll finish the day with. Ooh. Five Cordia, seven Soami, eight Kings Air, 
13 Yee Yee, 15 Hot Spring Gold, 17 Too Much to Bear. Uh, so a few combinations there, but uh, a trickier day at Kembler, I think, than it and probably at Caulfield. Uh, very quickly, uh, before we get to up north, race, just a quick one at Morville race. I've just closed my sheet. Hey, race, what about best bets? Oh, yeah, we did do that too for progetracing.com.au. Your best and value, Beaver. Yeah, my best is race eight, number eight, King of Sparta. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be super hard to beat. I didn't have a really value, value bet. Uh, probably one of my best uh, value chances of the day around the $5.50 mark at the moment is Anakua. Cool. Uh, my best is King of Sparta race too. five. Yeah, very hard to beat yep. King of Sparta. And my value, Glen Eagles, race nine. Uh, very quickly, I was going to mention a nice horse returning in Adelaide. Race seven, number one, Ironclad is back, and I think we'll be winning there. And have you got something for us in Queensland? Yeah, got a few up in Queensland for us. Uh, race one, number three, The Move. Uh, just freshened up for this race. I think it's going to be super hard to beat. Yep. Um, my next one that I like is race three, number 13, Miami Miami Fleece. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leave for money, but uh, should be super hard to beat in that. Uh, my next one comes up in race six, number five, We Own a Smart One. Uh, this is a smart one. Uh, again, only around the even money mark, but uh, should be hard to beat. I'd probably double those two up. And then my last one up in Brizzy is, comes up in race seven, number 12, Star Tontes. Uh, it was a very nice win last start and uh, got to stick with it. Got the $5 mark. Good little race that uh, with Prince of Boom back as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, good good work, Beaver. Well done. We look forward to Group 1 at Memsey Day for progroupracing.com.au. Check them out, as we said, for all your racing news. Uh, subscribe to us, show us your tips. Obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube, we're also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you want to listen to a good podcast if you don't want to see our mugs. Uh, find us on socials as well. Leave us some feedback. Get involved. And we'll good luck this weekend. Stay safe for everyone doing it a bit tough out there. Stay safe. Check in on a friend. Most importantly, watch the uh, the races and have a punt. And um, good luck, guys. Take, take care, Beaver. And we'll speak to everybody shortly.